0: Let's go.
1: Okay, you are listening to the Poptimist podcast. My name is Taylor Berryman, and today I have a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Wyatt Thunderberg.
0: Glad to be here.
1: Yeah, glad to have you. So uh, it's been a minute
0: since we've seen each other. What have you been up to? Uh, Mostly uh, working on promoting the new Explorers Club album, the Mm -hmm. band that I play in currently. Um, We recorded a record over the last year and a half here in Nashville, put it out on uh, June 23rd, I believe, or 24th, Mm -hmm. and then uh, we've been playing some shows and touring a little bit to promote that. Um, Just home in between some touring right now, going out to the West Coast in a couple weeks. Nice. It's definitely a West Coast sounding record. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a group that I that I joined a few years ago. That I was a fan of beforehand. Mm-hmm. They're from Charleston, South Carolina, yep. originally, and just kind of met them through the internet and played a show with another band that I was playing in uh, with them in New Jersey, kind of randomly, uh, and then after that, the lead guy Jason Brewer. Got in touch with me about possibly moving to Nashville and asked if I was interested in playing some music, not at the time thinking it would be the Explorers Club, but Mm -hmm. uh, ended up moving to Nashville and getting in touch with me. And one of the other guys from the band moved here, so he decided that it would be probably a good idea to start the band up again, and a few of the old guys left the band. And, uh, so we still have one guy in Charleston, one guy in Atlanta, and three of us here in Nashville. Okay. So, so like the,
1: a good majority of the band is here. You play bass, yeah. you sing, yeah. do you do any of the writing so, in this
0: group? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. We've co-written a few songs on the new record, but it's mostly, yeah. mostly Jason writing the music and. Mm-hmm we're all kind of just, like, collaborating in the studio when we record. Yeah, so where did you guys record the album at What Studio? We recorded at Real Recording, like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. R-E-E-L, which is sort of in, like, the Soho or, So like, the Wedgwood-Houston district. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's kind of an old uh, industrial area of Nashville. Uh, It's a pretty new studio run by... uh, couple guys uh mark and eric and they're fantastic they do a lot of analog stuff in there, tape machines and old keyboards and organs and gear and stuff so it's, it was it definitely had sound. that
1: sound yeah. yeah
0: so it was kind of perfect for what we were going for kind of a early 70s like beach boys kind yeah of vibe, like. that was very
1: much a vibe i was getting from it cool. the harmonies
0: were great too thanks man like everything is well written and well
1: composed every part like sings the guitar. I thought some of the guitar playing there was like these really cool songs that had some of the like the cool springy kind of reverb on them,
0: and I'm sure, guessing yeah. it was like a Fender amp or something like that that he yeah. was he was playing through. Yeah, yeah, definitely used all you know like all the real instruments when we could do it. Um, you know, had like a guy play bass harmonica on a track, and like you what, know, is it, just, what
1: is a bass harmonica? Like a, like, like a lower-range har- harmonica? It's literally
0: a bass harmonica. Like, you can hear it on the song Be Around, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, a really low harmonica. And it was, you know, it's the sort of thing that was used in a lot of Beach Boys recordings yeah. in the late 60s. So a like, weird, psychedelic, one-off that. instrument. And, you know, there's stuff like that. We, we like, you know, we had, like, a few of the guys from Brian Wilson's band actually play some of the tracks um, That's out awesome. in L.A. and send them to us, and the, they're friends of the band, so... That's really special, um, and then you know, just we did all the tracking live, and as far as like drums, bass, guitar, keys, yeah, all live in the same room. That's uh, important. All the vocals, well, the backing vocals, we all did around one mic, so also important. very minimal yeah. studio trickery going yeah. on there, and and not a whole lot of manipulation possible when you're mm-hmm. we doing that. But it was a fun experience, definitely new for me. I'm used to like kind of taking my time on each little thing and like, yeah. spending a long time getting each little take right. But we uh, we did it the old school way and it, it was really cool. It was really fun to do. Yeah, it's it's a totally different vibe. I, I personally yeah.
1: I've only recorded a few times like that and it's never it's never turned out well just because growing up in Maine it was it was like just bands that I played in growing up. We played live takes and nobody knew they got lost in the song, didn't know where anything was. When you do that, you have yeah. to go into the studio fucking prepared. Yeah.
0: The, well, we weren't that prepared. That's the problem. Like we, <laughs> I think the thing was we got, we got like rough demos from Jason of most of the songs, just him playing on a guitar. And he kind of told us what he wanted from the sure. song. Okay. And uh, luckily the guys are really talented. So yeah. like we, we would get in there and, and, sort of play through the song, and and Jason, you know, kind of played the producer, and uh, he would be telling us, you know, here's what I feel for this section, and here's, you know, back off on this, or do this, or... But for the most part, he just let us kind of play through it and see what felt right, um, not really knowing where everything was going to fit in after the fact. Like, we didn't really know what all the vocals were going to sound like, and all the overdubs and stuff, but... We just tried to get a good groove and like something that felt right that we could play live and and felt like was true to all of us, you know, together. So that's part of why the album's called Together. And yeah, like yeah. We, we we wanted it to feel like a band. For it the definitely first time. does. Yeah, it came across um, came across that way. Thanks, man. Um, the first two records that they did were done kind of just as studio projects with like a bunch of different musicians in and out. Yep. No, n- never with everybody in the room at the same time. Mm-hmm. And we did everything on this record. With the exception of a few little overdubs here and there with yeah. everybody in there together, um, just you know being able to bounce ideas back and forth and and really talk about it amongst ourselves and and decide what was best and we all agree on most things anyway, so it was a lot of fun, and it was uh, it was the best way to make this record for sure. like we all we all had a lot of fun doing it, and it's something that in 20 years from now I'm going to feel really pumped about. As yeah I like, think it's
1: something that's gonna continue to sound
0: good as time goes on Yeah, so it's kind of timeless it's, it's got a kind of a timeless yeah. sound which is which is what I was also hoping for when we were doing it and that's that's great man. I love hearing that
1: so were you you were playing bass were you playing yeah. like a, the Fender you have you have yeah I played uh, a Fender Precision
0: bass a Mexi um, bass mine is a Mexican Fender yeah. Precision from like 1995 mm-hmm. or 94 um, which I've, I've had since I was like in high school um, but on this record, I was playing like a 60s Fender Precision. Wow, awesome. It actually belonged to the studio. Um, flat Wounds? Flat Wounds. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, just, you know, it sounded great. Just ran it direct. Yeah. And, That's all uh, you need
1: sometimes, especially those old Fender
0: basses. Yeah, especially when you're running through a nice board. And, you yeah. Know, they have a nice, like, they have nice preamps and stuff, so it sounded great. It's super, like, thuddy and dry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which I'm normally recording, like, modern rock stuff, so, like, yeah. I'm using, like, you know, round, round strings with, yeah, like, pretty, like, pretty, yeah, with a pick and, like, pretty, like, high-end, like, mm-hmm. attack and everything, yeah. so this was, like, a little bit different where it was more, yeah. like, just about feeling the bass and, like, yeah. hitting that kick drum, um, so, yeah, that was, that was all I really did. I played keys on a couple things on the record, yeah. but, you know, like I said, we did it all live, so we're all just kind of in there just playing our parts and, and then uh, the, the, the two guitarists, Jason and Mike, would come in and do like a couple overdubs here and there for like mm-hmm. lead guitar. Um, there was a couple, you know, like synthesizer and, and organ parts that were overdubbed. And then, like I said, like a few guys um, not in the band sent in a few tracks yeah. that we used. Like a couple synthesizer tracks and some percussion and uh, like the bass harmonica and stuff like that.
1: Well, it's a very, uh, very textured record. Yeah, that's what I like about it. There's so many great tones on there. And a lot of people today, I think it's almost like a response to the fact that everything sounds so homogenized on the radio that there are these minds out there and set of ears that are really trying to do something. To where things are kind of weaved and textured. Luckily, I think you guys did a great job. But I think there are other bands and acts out there who aren't maybe as talented or as good as songwriters, mm-hmm. and they use those sounds and the fact that they're in a certain kind of studio almost like as a crutch to sell the record to, sure. to like uh, get cred. But yeah. the songwriting is so solid on the album that I felt like the textures were just added on top of that, like as, as right. an embellishment. And anytime you do that, I think you kind of get something timeless. Whenever you have. Yeah. Uh, great songwriting, and then those great textures.
0: Um, it was produced really well. Cool. I'm glad you think so, man. I mean, yeah, uh, it, it was. It was like I said, like a, a group effort. Everybody yeah. like put in their A game, so. That's awesome. We had good songs to start with. Yeah. Uh, we spent you know a good amount of time like you know talking about what we wanted the songs to sound like, and and you know we had like a, a there was a guy who helped Jason with all the lyrics. We all helped on some of the lyrics. Like mm-hmm. there, it was a very much a group effort, so. We put a lot of time and effort into it, and I think we came out with something good. We're, we all love it. Um, it's got a lot of good reviews so far. It's only been out a few weeks, but we've gotten a lot of good, good uh, press from it. Um, like I said, we've been touring a little bit. We've had a great response from people. Like we went up to New York, did a little East Coast jaunt a couple weeks ago, and that was awesome. Everybody was really pumped. And then we're going out to L.A. in a few weeks, and then going back on the East Coast in a couple months... That's just awesome. Keep grinding it out, see what happens. You know, yeah. like, I think all of us would be happy if this is as far as it goes. Yeah. But if not, if we can do more, then that's great. Well, I hope I hope you know? more
1: happens, especially exactly. with music like what you guys are doing. I think it's so yeah. important to to kind of share it and spread it. And the other thing that I like is that it's music with like a, a positive message. You know, everybody yeah. is so sad today. Like sure. they're all. That's what I like about your music. Like all your work with Kurt Baker, yeah. all that stuff. You you don't do what everybody else is doing like mood wise, yeah. attitude wise with music and sure. same thing with Kurt. Like he doesn't, he doesn't write, you know, a bunch of like sad mopey songs. All the songs are very energetic and yeah. upbeat now. And, and that's who he is. Yeah. yeah. You met him like, yeah. you,
0: you're, it's, it's not a, it's not a gimmick. Like that's, that's who he is as a person. Like, yeah. He's a very upbeat person. And while he's a serious guy and like, you know, cares about serious things and, and has, you know, uh, true emotions. Like his music reflects like, who he is in his heart and like that's what's important to me man like and the Explorers Club stuff like you know we just try and capture the vibe of like love and like that like late 60s early 70s feel of like positivity and kind of like that West Coast vibe and hope, yeah. man, man for sure that's all we've th- and there's some somberness in there but yeah. it's like it's happy sounding songs about like some somber, totally. some somber issues at times or yeah. personal issues that you know like everybody deals with and, and you know it's 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 uplifting music for me, for sure. Like, when I play it, it feels great. You know, I can't be sad listening or playing that stuff. So
1: what's down the pipeline next? Do you have anything planned with
0: Kurt Baker? Do you Um, have your solo stuff planned? Yeah, all that stuff. Um, I'm actually heading back up to Maine in a few weeks. Uh, I'm jealous. Last couple weeks of August, I'll be up there. That's that's not like the hottest time of year to go. But yeah, it's, but it's it's, 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 it's totally nice different. It'll be this. cold compared to I was up there a couple here. years ago. It was three years ago, right around now, and yeah. it was like a hundred degrees. I it was crazy. I
1: remember that three year. Summers ago, yeah. Yeah, my sister had come up from Florida and she was super pissed because she was like, was I so came to hot. escape this. <laughs> and it was humid. It was I think it was around
0: yeah, it was probably around it was, like, it was July. July, sure. yeah. It was like mid-July, I think. And I was like coming from here and it was like 95 degrees and I got up there and it's like 100 degrees yeah (laughs) it's like this is insane yeah but I mean in that same year it was like I was up there in February when there were four feet of snow yeah then Nemo yeah so you know it's all it's all fine I like the seasons um but yeah I since I haven't said that I work with an artist who's originally from Maine yeah named Kurt Baker um which is uh kind of how I met you yeah and um Kurt now lives in Spain, he's yeah. in Madrid, and he has a few groups over there, so he's really busy, but when he does come back to the States, I try and make my way up to Maine yeah. to uh, work with him in some capacity, so we still write a lot, and um, the, the the records that come out under the Kurt Baker moniker are, are basically like um, my productions, I recorded those albums and co-wrote all the songs, and then he has the Kurt Baker combo, which is a Spanish band, That is more garage rock type vibe. They're the ones that are currently touring in Spain and Italy and all that. And then he has a band called the Bulletproof Lovers. Yeah. Which is like a hard rock kind of, I don't know. He plays guitar in that one, doesn't he? No, that's the combo. He plays the guitar in the combo. And Bulletproof Lovers, he just sings. Oh, wow, okay. And um, they are doing really well. I just finished mixing their new record, and that'll be out hopefully really soon. It's awesome. It's super hard rock, like, late 70s, like, Thin Lizzy vibes, ACDC, like, Ramones, you know, New York Dolls. That's like, a little bit changing it up for him, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. And it's like, he doesn't write a lot of the music for that group. I think they, they kind of, like, collaborate on the music, and he, like, throws on the lyrics and, and, yeah. and melodies at the last minute. Um, but it's really good. Like, yeah. Um, you should check it out. It, the new record is called uh, I don't even know what it's called. Um, Shot Shot through the heart, I think is what it's called. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's coming out hopefully soon. But they're doing really well. Either way, awesome. um, good for him. When I get up to Maine, I'm gonna just be writing with Kurt. Uh, we've written some songs for his new record, and then we're gonna be trying to kind of finish those and. I'm just going to be hanging out. I'm going to be working with a couple other artists up there, just briefly. but um, And then I've got a new solo record in the works, um, which has been taking me forever. I started recording it in late 2014 and yeah. just kind of been working on other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had a lot of time to do it. Um, and I love to be able to block out time for myself. But when I do, I end up getting more work, which is great. I love the work that I get and all the people that want me to work with them. but. I haven't had as much time to work on my stuff, so it's still kind of up in the air. Like I'm, I'm probably like a good few months away from finishing it right now. So, we'll see. I'd love to have it out in the fall. Um, the Explorers Club stuff really set me back a little bit, just because I didn't want to have my album come out anywhere near the Explorers yeah. Club record. I yeah. didn't want to have to think about like two different records
1: and promoting them and yeah, going and on tour, playing nah, shows. Yeah. And I, I don't
0: really know if I plan on doing any shows for my record. I'd like to, but I don't know if I'll have. I don't know if I'll have the time or want to put in the effort to, to, to practice and put a band together. It's always a lot yeah. of work. Uh, but it's more just a labor of love for me. Like songs that are like my personal journal basically and then just me like kind of feeling that out and messing around with whatever styles I'm feeling at the moment. And um, Who knows? I, mean, I listened to a lot of different stuff so it's going to have some interesting feels on there a little different than my first record, which is a little more, like, straightforward power pop with some country and a little bit of electronic on there. But this new record is going to be, I think, a more, like, straightforward, like, kind of, like, rock record. I say that now, but, you know... Who it's knows? all bound to change who knows yeah. I mean I'll yeah. start recording it and I'll be like you know how this is cool I'll put a pedal steel in here yeah you, know, you never know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. but the songs are there the songs have been there for years and I'm just like how many do you do you have right now for this new record um I think it's 13 13, 13 songs yeah I think I wrote like 20 or so like in the last 3 years and then from those I picked like you know the ones I really like the most um and then I recorded like I recorded the drums up in Cincinnati with my friend Todd, who's been playing drums with me for, like, 15 years. Um, We did that in November of 2014, so it's been a long time since I've actually started recording. Um, So I'm excited to put it out, but, um, you know, whenever. And, you know, I'm I'm not bound to any label or any sort of schedule for my own stuff. It's just kind of, I don't want it to sit too long or it'll get stale, but... It's uh it's gonna happen soon.
1: It's almost as as an artist sometimes you feel like your songs have an expiration date. It's it's like you right. grow past that point and you're like, This is not really where I am anymore. I have something
0: different to say. It's true. Um and I and I struggle with that sometimes, but I, I look at it also like kind of like my tattoos. It's like yeah. they're 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 representative of me at that time. Yeah. And they represent kind of a, a just a snapshot in my yeah. life. Yeah, it's true. Um, and a lot of the songs that I write are very in the moment. And, you know, even the next day I might wake up and not feel the same way I did. Um, whether it's a romantic song or, like, a, a song about, like, just, you know, being discontent with my life or something. And like you, Or I may have, like, you know, drank a lot one night and, like, r- written a song that i was like, what is this? Like, what is this about? You know, but that's, you know, like, it happens for a reason, know. These things happen and whatever the whenever the creative uh, bug hits you, you just got to go with that. And, you know, like some of the best stuff I've written is just kind of like in the moment, like really like kind of a drastic kind of feeling in my mind. and I just wanted to put it down. And I mean, I'm speaking like lyrically and musically, I mean like musically too, like I'll write something that I'm like listening to something that inspires me. And I try and write something to emulate that. And maybe six months from then I'm not feeling that style anymore, but you know, that's, I keep coming back to you have to You have to let it...
1: Once the, the muse comes to you, you have to let her fully be there. I know oh, yeah. for me, some of my, my struggles with songwriting sometimes, and tell me if this is something that, that sounds familiar to you. You'll start writing something or you'll write something two-thirds and if I don't do most of whatever I'm trying to do right then, I can't go back to it. It's like that, that muse for that yeah. particular thing struck at that moment and it's just like I need to have... The lyrics completely written almost in one sitting yeah or at least a rough draft of them change yeah. a word here change a word there for sure in order for something to come to fruition because if it if that feeling escapes you whether it's about i don't know whether it's about romance whether it's about having a bad day kind of what you were yeah. talking about just reflecting on life yeah like that's a thought that's a feeling that you're having right at that moment and you have to capture
0: it right at that moment yeah it's hard i'm when i'm when i'm writing when I'm going back through and editing my songs for my record and I'm trying to, like, finalize my lyrics, more or less just proofreading and trying to decide, like, yeah, maybe I use this word too many times. I'll try something else. You know, I'm not necessarily trying to recapture the feeling, um, but it's still difficult and it's still kind of, I feel like I'm still cheating a little bit. Yeah. Because I've written these songs, like, from a certain point of view and a certain time. And then I'm here I am 2 or 3 years later like editing it and like changing it to what I yeah. feel like is best. And, and
1: you're a different person from the time that you, yeah, you wrote totally.
0: it, yeah. but you know I'm, I at this point I try and look at it as objectively as possible and like say like I said, you know like I, I hate using the word thing. Like if I see the word thing in my song, I'll take it out because like it's just such a dumb word. And, like, stuff like that. Like, I have little rules that I go back and, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I said you too many times. Or I said this too many times. Or, like, you know, stuff that's not as descriptive, that just aren't interesting words. Like, I'll try and, like, go back and rewrite a line just to fit that rule. Um, But, you know, like, I I go back to, like, what, you know, a couple different songwriters that I really adore say. Like, Dan Wilson from um, Semisonic uh, and also, like, who writes for a lot of big names now. I wrote like a bunch of Adele's hits and stuff. Really? He's an incredible writer behind the scenes. He doesn't, you know, get a lot of credit or publicity, but hopefully his bank account reflects. Oh, he's definitely doing all right. I definitely love his advice and he, he always posts like interesting tidbits about songwriting and advice on songwriting. And Mm -hmm. one of the things he said was, um, like one finished song is, is better than a hundred unfinished ideas. That's very true. And, like, I totally try and remember that when I'm writing. And it's like, you know, like you said, like, you'll write, like, a bit of a song or, like, you'll write a piece of something. And you you just have to, like, push yourself to finish it. Yeah. Because, like, you have all these little ideas and bits laying around. And they're not good for anything unless you finish them. Yeah. Um, and, again, another good quote that I have from um, uh, from Benny Anderson from ABBA, another one of my favorite groups. Oh, yeah. Um, ABBA's he said, great. Uh, you know like he and Bjorn would, would would treat it like a job they'd get up in the morning and spend 8 hours just at the piano writing I love it, I love hearing shit like that so oh, much dude, it's fantastic <laughs> whether they wanted to write or not they treated it like a job they would get up go to the piano sit there for 8 hours and write whether they were feeling it whether they had a It's uh, just like clocking in and clocking out at a job it was, but they like and they like made sure cuz they said look You know, we may not be feeling it when we wake up. We may not have the inspiration, but like if you sit outside the cave long enough, the dragon will come out. That's a great quote, and I love that because that's what I. You got to slay the the dragon. Like you can't just wait for your ship to come in, man. You got to build your own, man. You got to sit there and work and put the time in. And if you don't, if you don't get it today, then you'll you'll maybe get it tomorrow. But if you don't put in the work and sit there and wait for it to happen. You won't be there at the right time. You won't be ready for it. And that's the sh- like the struggle so. of being being an
1: artist yep. is because we're very creatively minded. I know for me, I have a pretty yeah. big background in business, have mm-hmm. day jobs, stuff like right. that. And it taught me a lot of organization and kind of getting yep. my shit together. But it's like trying to have those two sides, those two polar opposite sides coexist yep. at the same time for, to create something. Yeah. Which is not easy to do. I, I always like, do you listen to Joe Rogan at all? Mm-hmm. Um, he had a guy on his podcast, Stephen Pressfield. He's a writer. He wrote okay. the book um, war of art. And he just talks about being an artist and all this shit about basically what you were saying. You got to show up, you got to right. do it because it's just not going to happen. Like, right. There's not going to be a divine moment of inspiration.
0: Yeah. You have
1: to harness that divine moment of inspiration Every time you sit down to try and do something, you have to yeah. be goal oriented. Yeah, which is hard no, because true. sometimes you're just going to create shit or stuff you don't like. At least that's how I feel
0: sometimes. I sit oh, yeah. down and I do something, and I listen back to so it. like, this is complete garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's. It doesn't just happen. I mean, I guess it can just happen. It probably just happens for some people, but it doesn't yeah. just happen for me. Like no. there's two parts of it. There's the part where you're completely like free in your mind and you're like feeling like an emotion so overwhelmingly powerful that, or something that you have to express it. Through you have music. to get it out. And there's also just like being diligent and working hard and treating it like, a job, giving it the respect that it deserves, like, the craft, mm-hmm. because, you know, without both things, and it's, like, all these, like, you know, e- even, like, pop stars, man, like, they all work their asses off. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. like, you don't think they wake up and spend 10, 12, you don't think Kanye West spends 12 hours a day working on something. Yeah. He does. Yeah, like, he does. That's why these guys are so successful. Like, yeah. They're not they're crazy. just waking up in the morning, laying in bed all day, waiting for, like, mm-hmm. something to happen. Like, they're, like, agree. Like, They're successful for a reason. Right? Whether you like them or not, whether you like what they do or yeah. not, like they've got that part figured out. They've got the work part figured out. They all have a great work ethic. And that's what I admire about like, you know, pop stars and rock stars and stuff that like tour for nine months straight. Yeah. And, you know, bust their asses. Cause it's not fun all the time, man. It's like, it's a job no matter what you say. Yeah, You know, it's made, it's a fun job, but it's, yeah. it's still a job and you got to treat it like one. And you know, it's like, there's, you know, 99% of musicians aren't motivated to actually put the work in to work on their craft, whatever it is, like playing an instrument or being in a band or songwriting, songwriting or singing or yeah. or whatever it is. Like, I mean, it, it, it takes a lot of work and some people are just like fortunate to be incredibly talented naturally. Yeah. Like Brian Wilson or, you know, you know, Paul McCartney or whatever, like guys that don't need to put much work in. They just, they're just amazing. But, you know, if you, wanna, if you want longevity, if you want, like, to make a life out of it, you've got to work your ass off. Yeah. And uh, I struggle with that every day. I mean, I still, I'm mean, juggling five or six different things all the time. And, you know, one day I'd like to, like, maybe focus on less things at once. But right now it's working out okay. So I'll just keep doing that. But, you know, if you're not, like, waking up with a purpose and, like, having at least two or three things on your plate that you know you want to get done, then you're not going to get anything done ever. Whether it's writing good songs, making a record, you know, producing, going on tour, playing an instrument. You just you just have to be dedicated. You have to have something. Yeah, like every morning when I wake up, I have a to-do
1: list, and I have everything scheduled on my calendar. Stuff I need, I know I need to get done. Right. Like, I put it in there so it pops up on my phone. It's like, okay, practice bass. Um, yeah. Apply to jobs, um, get my resume out there, um, right. go grocery sh- shopping, just like basic right. life things. And I think it's so important. And one of my struggles, I feel like here in Nashville, since I've, I've been here for almost a year now, yeah. and one of my struggles is meeting with people, and 95% of the people that you encounter, they don't have the mentality that you or I have when it right. comes to something like that.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. You can... Everybody has their own philosophy. And yeah, like, sure. It's, you know what we're talking about here is just like one recipe for, you know, like being successful. Yeah. And like, I'm by no means like, you know, making a living, like just doing music. Uh, you know, so I have avenues, I have several avenues that I'm, that I'm, you know, making money at, but like, I still like consider myself successful. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. just because like, I I'm happy with like where I am musically. Like I, I, I get to play with that. That's the dream right there. I get to play with fantastic artists that i and, like, and I've worked with people, I've written with people, I've done things that I never thought I would get to do already, and I still have, like, goals that are, like, you know, millions of miles above all that stuff, but, you know, I'm very content with where I am now, I mean, I'm 35, uh, been playing music, you know, like, for 20 years, about, you know, and I'm gonna be playing music for another 40 years, easily, you know, Yeah. Like, I figure I've got a lot of time to, like, make stuff happen. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a pop star. I yeah. know I'm not getting any prettier. So it's <laughs> like I'm just, you know, enjoying what I what I can while I can. And it
1: sounds like you're following the muse. Yeah, exactly. It's kind
0: of where she's guiding you to Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, I didn't think – Ten years ago, I didn't think I was going to be, like, producing records or, you know, mixing records for artists. I never thought I'd be doing that. Mm-hmm. That stuff bored me. I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to play music. Go, go play on stage. I want to be a rock star. You know, even, you know, I, I just, you never know, like, ten years from now I might be doing something totally different. Yeah. But, you know, I know, like, I've worked, you know, really hard on my craft in a few different areas, and I'm I'm totally ready for whatever, you know, whatever's next. It's it's all good, man. I, anything in, in the music industry that I can get my hands on, I'm, I'm loving it. You know, I, I might end up writing with some country artists, I might end up, you know, doing something totally new, who knows. Yeah. I'm open to anything.
1: I and I think that's important uh, especially I think the goal really is to gain as much experience as possible and it's right. not necessarily for like your resume like life experience. Oh yeah. Everything that I do I want to sure. I want to take away something from it like oh, in yeah. my soul. I want it to be a, a part of me. I want it to to help me grow further mm-hmm. than what I did before. And yeah. It's it's it can be hard sometimes. It's hard to be A creative minded musician artist at least sounds like you also have some business sense which is important to have yeah
0: not a whole lot but yeah a little bit music music you know doesn't lend itself well to like a business side of it you know or or being a musician rather Uh, I I always hated the the music business Um, but you know after like you know becoming an engineer like and getting into that like I kind of had to like develop a little bit of a uh, an idea of like how I wanted to run my own business because mm-hmm. that's what it is I mean I'm just like I'm, I'm having to figure out how much my time is worth and all that stuff and yeah. it's, it's really difficult you know and it's like something I've, I wasn't at all prepared to do like I said didn't expect it but it's all good you know and I, I at the end of the day like you know my other piece of philosophy that I'll drop on you is just that you know if if I don't feel if I don't feel like I'm gonna be really pumped about what I'm doing in 20 years like if I don't look back at everything I did in 2015 or 2016 now that uh, in 2035 or whatever if I look back on it and I'm not stoked on it then it wasn't worth doing in the first place yeah so I'm kind of trying to keep that in mind whenever I take work you know and if it's something that I if it's something that I really care about and I'm, that I, feel like I'm going to love then I'll do it but other than that I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna take work just because it's work it's just not worth it for me anymore like at at this point like I've I've done some regrettable projects that were you know at the time it felt like a good idea because of the money but I don't ever want to listen to them again or I don't really care about them now and it's like meh I'd rather you know be waiting tables than. Was it just like a, or, a difficult artist working with? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't want to like say. Who no, is, no, I understand. But like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've worked with a couple of really difficult artists, some yeah. multiple times. Um, mostly just because I was trying to get my feet wet and yeah. just like trying to take whatever work I could and like, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's like, it's fine. I'm not like angry about it or anything, but it's like, you know, you, 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 you just want to build a resume that you can be really proud of no matter what. And mm-hmm. if somebody sees my name on something that I'm not proud of or like, that I feel like, oh man, I don't want anybody to hear that. that that's a bummer. Like, yeah. You know, it's like, a
1: dirty feeling.
0: Oh. Yeah. And everybody like has to start somewhere, you know, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, I just, I want everything I do to be good and like, to be like indicative of like all the work I put in, you know, and like what I, you know, what, what my vision is for, for, for the music. But you know, it's fine. Everything that I've done lately has been awesome. I've been really happy about it. Um, you know, musicians are kind of hard to uh, work with in a business standpoint. Like I said, like it's just it's just different. You know, like you know, musicians aren't aren't very good at at organizing their time and, and money and like no. all that stuff. So that's that's the that's a struggle as a as an independent engineer. I'm working with musicians, so like. I'm not necessarily working with people who have, like, big bank roles and stuff. Like, I'm I'm working with independent artists and bands. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, like, at the mercy of, like, okay, we can't afford that. We're going to have to pay you, you know, next week, or we're going to have to do this and that. And that's just something that, you know, I've learned to deal with, you know. Not a big deal, but, yeah, you know, something that you have to think about. I just, I feel like, especially kind of in the in the
1: indie world, is something, if somebody's yeah. running their own, it's a... It's like, it makes me think of the jobs I have had in the past where you're doing sales and you have to run your own book of business. Yep. And the one thing that I've, I've, I've struggled with in addition to that is I would definitely say I'm very business minded when it comes to a lot. But when I go to be creative, I just want to be creative. Right. But when it comes to like being business minded, it's, it's a struggle because you will always want to do the right thing. And you always want to make sure, like, everyone's getting paid, all that. Yeah. But there's this, this other side where it's just like, oh, shit. Like, I'm not going to be able to afford that or I'm not going to be able to record that or I'm not going to be able to do that yeah. the way I thought I was going to be able to. And it, you feel yeah. like you have to sacrifice your vision and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is... it's it, it takes a lot to be an indie artist nowadays. It's never been easier in a way. Right. But it's also more
0: difficult. Yeah. I mean, there's more competition now, for sure. I mean, like, there's billions of you know bands out there now it's ridiculous i mean so it's like anybody can start a band and record a record so that's nice i mean it's like i you know the think about all the artists in the 60s and 70s that you know were insanely talented that never had the funds to record a record that now you know like everybody can record a record so it's really Mm -hmm. awesome in that in that stance but it is like more competitive than ever ever um and it's hard for uh you know, a lot of, like, studios now to, like, stay in business because of that. Because anybody can record a record on GarageBand. And, yeah. You know, and some people are getting, you know, to the point where it's, like, the technology is so good that, like, there's not a need for the big studios anymore. Yeah. Um, especially for, like, electronic music and stuff like that. It's, like, no. It's like you do dudes everything. recording it in their apartment. Everybody does it on their laptop now. Yeah. I mean, like, the biggest records on that you hear on, on the radio now are all done on, like, somebody's laptop in somebody's house. So it's, it's crazy. I mean, like, you know, and that's, you know, it's how I got into it, but it's like at the same time, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to be one of the, the guys that, you know, I'm asking people to give me money so that I can help them make a better record. So it's yeah. tough. I, I, you know, cause like I, some of the artists I work with are like good, good at it themselves. So it's like, I just, you know, I'm trying to stay ahead of the curve a little bit. Yeah, Always working on getting better. Um, but yeah, I mostly like, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I mostly mix artists now. Like, I produce bands and stuff, but I find that, like, you know, in order to work from home, like, in a lot of different, uh, with a lot of different artists, it's it's been easier for me to just mix records for bands um, after they've tracked it. So that's been where I've been spending most of my time and, and getting most of my work. But I'm still looking, I think, like, right now, at least, the goal is to work more in a hands-on producer capacity from start to finish of the record. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking for more work doing that, but you know, I'm happy with mixing. It's fun and pays well and I'm able to have some creative freedom. People come to me, not just because they want a mix engineer with because they want like my touch on it. And then like, maybe they want me to add some things to it. So that's cool. It's always nice. Yeah. Um, I just finished a record, um, well, finished it a while back, but it's coming out like next week for a band from Nashville called Sad Baxter. That's so, the name of the band. Yeah, they're called Sad Baxter, and their album is called Weirdy. It comes out next week, I think. Yes, comes out next week. So um, I produced that start to finish, tracked the whole album, mixed it. Were you guys in a studio? Or? Yeah, so we recorded the drums in a in a in a home studio. Essentially, mm-hmm. um, we rented, and then I just came and ran the session and then we took everything else to my studio which is just a project studio in my home yep Um, and we did all the rest of the tracking there Uh, I did all the mixing the guys at Real Recording where Explorers Club recorded did the mastering for this record so um, but it was you know basically you know what I want to do is do full production but that'll be out next week that'll be good Um, July 24th I think Uh, so yeah, check that out. It's like a cool female-fronted, grungy, kind of like poppy rock band, heavy guitars, like good kind of like harmonies and melodies, and it's really good, really fun, and uh, really simple, good songs.
1: So when you step into the studio with an artist like them, what are, what are some of your goals, what do you see your role as a producer for that project as?
0: It's always different. I mean, like, for, for this project that I did, it was more um, of a collaborator, not uh, as much as a uh, overseer or a director. Like, I wasn't, like, handling any sort of finances, and I wasn't really, like, you know, helping mold the songs at all, but I was definitely, like, collaborating on, like, the sounds we had and the, the style of, uh, kind of, like, the, the way the mix played out and the way the songs were presented Um, and, you know, it was a more technical standpoint for this record. Um, at times a producer will like be also like, you know, shaping the songs from pre-production and maybe like helping finish the lyrics and all that. And even like working on the financial side of it, like helping fund the record. And, you know, it just depends, like it's different for every project for this one. I just wanted to, you know put what I saw on stage from this band, like, on a record, and make it sound Mm -hmm. as close to that as possible. yeah. So, I mean, there wasn't really a whole lot of difference for me, like, from seeing them live and what I wanted it to sound like on the record, because I didn't want to have, like, a ton of overdubs, it's just a three-piece band, so, I mean, like, there's no guitar solos, there's no, like, you know, like, three-part harmonies, it's very, like, much just, like, there's a guy playing drums there's a girl playing bass there's a girl playing guitar and singing and that's what the record is that's that's like that's pretty much it there's like a little bit of extra guitar here and there but it's like very much like just capturing that trio yeah and that's what i that's what i loved about them when i saw, saw them live and i just felt like that's the best way to put it on record and i you know i know some bands like love like making their records like gigantic and adding like a million things but um You know, like I always appreciate it when like a band can play, you know, just like they do on the record, and it sounds fantastic just with three people or whatever. You know, it's like I don't need all the bells and whistles all the time. If the songs are good and you know the performance is good, then I'm just pumped to have you know three pieces. It's great. So that's I just really wanted to keep it simple on this, and it was like one of the more simple records I've ever done. So. Uh, but I mean I've worked on like when I do when I do Kurtz records like it's a little more involved like yeah there's a few more pieces you're kind of like a co-pilot pilot for that yeah, yeah. so we're working on the songs from scratch usually sometimes he'll have songs that he brings in sometimes I'll have songs like for that we, we work from scratch most of the time and like do demos and then the demos morph into the finished versions you know so it's a much longer like kind of drawn out process with him so it just depends on the project it's always different um, you know I feel like i what, what makes a good producer is, like, being able to, you know, being able to, like, take what the band is doing and not really, like, change it as much, but, like, just present it, you know, in a way to the audience, like, on uh, a digital format, if it were, you know. So it's basically just saying, like, here's what the band sounds like live. If you like that, then let's try and figure out a way to make that sound, you know, uh palpable for you know uh, mp3s capture their essence yeah if you will yeah that's great yeah that's, yeah. that's basically what I want to do and if it's like a studio project or a solo artist it's way different because you're not bound by anything but I always like when a band sounds like they do live on the record yeah. and vice versa like I don't yeah. want to go see a band live and then it's like wait then they they the, eat shit live they yeah, can't play any of their own that. songs like, and I just I feel like I'd like to see I want to see a band live before I start working with them like I think that's important like you know not just because it's good for them, like for their for their career, but it's 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 good for the chemistry in the studio and like you know you know that they know the songs and they're really good at playing them, so it's it's going to be a good record.
1: So, what other bands are you or artists are you a fan of here in Nashville?
0: Uh, in Nashville, jeez, man, uh, a lot. I mean, I I love uh, this band, The Leaves of Memory. Which is uh, kind of rose from the ashes of this band Superdrag, that was really popular in the '90s. They're from Knoxville originally. Mm-hmm. Um, they just put out a new record um, under the Leaves of Memory name. Um, they're fantastic. Sort of like uh, it's like '90s like alternative pop rock mixed with like some shoegaze and a little bit of like country elements too. It's fantastic. Just amazing songwriting and playing and singing and. Just one of my favorite artists, John Davis, is the front man. He's, like, just an awesome dude. He's actually sang on the Explorers Club record, too. Um, and I love uh, Sad Baxter, the artist that I produced. Um, they're awesome. They're always fun to watch live. Uh, you know, there's... I don't know, man. I feel like if I start saying people, I'm going to leave somebody out. But, uh... I don't know, man. I love... Uh, I love this artist that I also play with, but, you know, I have nothing to do with his sound. It's a guy named Ruben Badez, and I play bass with him, but he, you know, he's just an amazing songwriter and singer, and I I should definitely plug him.
1: Did you play, I think I might have seen you play with him at at the Mercy Lounge? Yeah. Yeah, you guys did. You were do did like a Tom Petty cover, yeah, right. and Bruce Springsteen Biddy, song. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, and then a,
0: one original. Yeah, so yeah. that's Ruben Bedeck. Yeah, he's he's, a, like, he's, he's good. very good. He's a great singer songwriter, you know, kinda old school, like lots of like like I I would say like Neil Young influence, Tom Petty influence, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. George Harrison. Oh, yeah. So I just, I love him. And, you know, he was a friend, and I obviously, like, I play with him, but, like like I said, like, I, I have nothing to do with his sound. Like, I just fill in and do my thing. But, uh, I don't know, man. I love a lot of different people around here. I'm, I'm friends with most of them, so it's kind of hard to, to say. Um, most, there's just so many good, there's a ton of good rock bands in Nashville. Now. There are. Um, and there, there have been for a while, but, like, now especially, and I think I go to more shows now, so, like, I see a lot more bands, but, um, there's just, there's just some, there's just a ton of bands now, and they're all, like, doing their thing, and there's a lot of variety. I don't really get into as much country, um, or anything else, really, like, mostly rock and pop, so, but I really enjoy, like, going to shows now, there's, like, like I said, like, I know a lot of these bands, and, I've been really enjoying like the way the scene is playing out right now here in town. And there's every every night there's something going on. There there's is always something going whether
1: on. Whether it's like a well there's always local artists playing here. Yeah, and there's sure. always like big acts coming through. Yeah. Uh, Couple of months ago, Charles Bradley came here. Oh yeah, I wish deep. I could have seen that. Yeah, it was it was a good my show. Friends opened up for him. Fellman and the Sleeze, they're the Sleaze, so. probably my favorite band in Nashville. They're They're, awesome. they're
0: tough as fucking nails. Yeah, man. they can play. They're heavy as Her shit. Their drummer is one of my really good friends. Yeah, um, she used to work with me. Um, yeah, and uh, she's a sweet 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 girl. They're so funny though. They get on stage and they like they're so like badass. And, they're like, just sneering. Yeah, like. man, but they're like the sweetest yeah. people. They're not at all like I mean they're badasses, but they're just they're so sweet. Yeah, like, I love them. I yeah. was very I was very impressed when when I saw them. I wish I could have seen them, man. I was busy. I had to had a uh, previous engagement, but yeah, that that would have been awesome to see. They did a few gigs with him. They did a little tour with him, so that's cool.
1: They were they were really good. I, and the the singer, she was wearing like this this uh, this jumpsuit. Yeah, she had this. She was like, "This is the first time wearing this jumpsuit. I had it made." It reminded me of of Silk Spectre from Watchmen. Yeah. And yeah, I just thought that I was so badass. It. Yeah, I think I
0: saw her in that. That's, a, but that's LG. they're a great
1: band. They're, they're they one great. of my favorites here in Nashville. Another band I really like is Justin and the Cosmics. I don't know them. They're really fucking good. Cool. They're, um, they have this one song that I, that I heard. I can't even remember how I, how I found them, but they had this one song called Rip in the Heart. It was just super impressive. Like, um during the bridge it, it there's this part that just reminds me of like this Otis Redding kind of melody there's this guy who produced it his name Adam Landry he's from Maine originally cool so I just thought that was kind of funny but yeah I'll have yeah. to send you a link
0: to them man they're Dude, great They're really good I'm always down I always want to hear like good Nashville bands yeah um, like I said there's like I can hardly keep up with it there's so many people moving here right now yeah a lot of them are playing music so it's like you know it's it's always I, I see a new band like once a month at least like when I'm when I'm going out to shows so it's just hard to keep up with, um, but it's been like I think it's the best time I've I've been in Nashville for seventeen years and I think like right now is like the best rock and pop scene that I've ever seen in town it's crazy it's like
1: it's exploding. Do you think it's just because there's so many? Just young people people moving here. Yeah, there's just
0: so many young people. It's becoming like a creative hub. Like there's so many people that want to move here to make music. Yeah, to you know, be artists in some way. So and then just you know, just it's an attractive city right now for young people. Like people enjoy being here, and there's like a good food scene and music scene. There's jobs, culture, and there's jobs. And I think that's just attractive to, to young people and creative people. Um, so that's good for the music scene, man. Like the more bands, the better we have, you know, there's like 25 venues for like independent music and stuff. There's like a lot of places to play that are like have shows every night. So there's never a shortage of, of good music to go see. Like pretty much if I'm not working at night, then I'm going to see a show pretty much almost every night. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I'm going to see, uh, I'm actually going to see, uh, a show tonight at Exit In. Going to see uh, Diggable Planets, the hip hop group from the '90s. I've never, I've never heard of them Man, before. They're so good. One of my favorite groups, but just kind yeah. of a random, random. So, have you gotten to work on any hip hop stuff yet, or is that kind of on I your have, list? I have, but not recently. I worked on, I mixed a couple things for people and four or five projects like in the past fifteen years. Yeah, working here and there. Like, I guess I've only been like really like. Engineering for about ten years, I guess, like ten years ago or eleven years ago, was when I first started. And since then, I've done like maybe four rap projects. So like not and nothing in the past couple of years. But you know, I'd love to do some hip hop, and I just you know just don't really. I'm not really known for that, so yeah. people don't really look to me for that. I yeah. have to kind of search out people and be like more uh, on the hunt for it. But yeah, the people that search me out or the people that ask me for work are usually rock musicians, so, you know, yeah, mostly, like, punk and rock and stuff is what mm-hmm. I'm getting, but, man, I would love to do a hip-hop record with somebody. I'd Have you
1: like ever that. listened to uh, Spose before? Do you know Spose? Yeah. yeah. He's really, he's really fucking good. Maine, I Maine. Like, yeah, yeah, from Maine. Right, I like right, him right. a
0: lot. Yeah, totally. Man, yeah, there's a lot of good artists in Maine, too. Yeah. It's crazy. There is. Um, one of my favorite artists from Maine is Zach Jones. Do you ever heard of him? I think I have. Yeah, yeah. Zach
1: Jones in the he has like a backing band, right?
0: I don't know if he he doesn't currently, but he played in a bunch of groups in Maine. Like he was in uh, As Fast As.
1: Did Jonathan Wyman produce his
0: yeah record? of his records? At yeah. Least. Um but he lives in L.A. now. Um, but he's been like. Putting out records for a while under different bands, but he's got like four or five solo records. I think five solo records now. He puts out one like every year. Um, man, his last couple of records have just been fantastic. I just love that guy. He put out an album in twenty thirteen called uh, called The Days. And it is. I this, think
1: that's the one that I'm familiar
0: with. Yeah, man, it is incredible. It's one of my favorite records to listen to, even now. Like I listen to it all the time, at least once a week. Um, he's incredible uh, He, I, I'm hopefully going to see him in a couple weeks when I go out to LA go mm-hmm. get to see him hang with him I haven't seen him in a couple years since he uh, since he moved out to LA but um, yeah man great artist and yeah the main Portland area in Maine has a ton of artists for as 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 small as that area is yeah you know I mean it's like 60,000 people in Portland yep yeah. But there's, like, 50 bands. It's yeah, like, well, it's like crazy. a resurgence is,
1: is kind of happening yeah. there. And, I mean, um, when I was growing up, Portland, it wasn't considered, like, a, like a hip city like right. that. Like, so, the way that I know Kurt... I don't know if he remembers me at all. Right. I mean, I've emailed him a few times, but I don't yeah. know if he's made the correlation that we used to play shows together back when he was yeah, in yeah. the leftovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, me. we we um like how I got to know him was or got to know about his music and all that was when I was like 13, 14 just growing up playing in punk bands at yep. skate parks. Right. And I always remember him like doing like splits on stage and like jumping in the air yep. and doing a bunch of shit For like sure. that. But yeah, so um you would end up go, going to play just like shows at grain halls and stuff like that. There mm-hmm. wasn't really like a scene in Portland. There was places right. like the Big Easy, yeah, but there Which wasn't. Is closed now. Yeah, really, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, it closed a couple years ago. Wow, I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, man, they some shit happened. Really? Yeah, apparently. Um, anyway, not to get off track. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I don't really know Yeah Apparently really, like some shit Happened like the owners And stuff like, so, they, Some sketchy they shit they, they weren't able to Pay their bills Or whatever Oh uh, that's too bad I don't know if it was Necessarily sketchy But it wasn't something That people really really Wanted to talk about <laughs> sure. Most of the other Places <laughs> I've been there Like have been Are still open so Yeah yeah There's lots. Empire Yeah Empire is, a pretty, is still doing it nice place. New, new ownership now It's not really? a Chinese restaurant What is it now? It's still Empire uh, But it's But it's now like a Chin- like the bottom floor is like a Chinese restaurant but the upstairs is still the same oh okay yeah yeah
1: I, I kn- so it's it still is a Chinese restaurant
0: yeah okay yeah so that's it's just kind of a weird it's just a little it's a little it's the yeah. same layout it's new ownership it's yeah. like they're not I'm oh, sorry no it's fine I'm gonna take this call really quick okay I'll pause this
1: real quick hey okay and we're back
0: what were we talking about we are uh, talking about Portland oh we were just talking about Portland and, and all, all the great, great venues tracks, but yeah yeah, I mean, I like I said, I go there a good bit just to work with Kurt and some other artists. Um, my buddy Chris Rogers, who plays with Kurt, I've uh, mixed uh, his last record, and uh, I'm mixing his new record. Um, he's a really, really talented piano player and songwriter and singer, and he plays with a few groups around town. He's a, he's a working musician, one of those rare working musicians in yeah. Portland, Maine. Um, yeah, those are those are rare. Affair. Yeah, he plays in a group called Vinyl Tap, which is like a cover band. They play down at like the Portland Lobster Company in Gritty's, and Gritties, mm-hmm. and you know they like Gritties is a great place. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, man, I've I've spent so much time down in the old port. Yeah, uh, but anyway, we get sidetracked. But yeah, love Portland. I'm excited to go back up. Hopefully, it won't be too hot. But either way, I'll be pumped. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be better than here. I'm you gonna know, eat some seafood and hopefully see some good music and make some make some music and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I honestly, uh, I miss I miss the main summers for sure.
0: Yeah, although the winters are pretty harsh. The winters are brutal. Yeah. So if I could just figure out some way to spend the summers and like uh, early fall up there, and then maybe come down here in like November. Yeah. That would be, That'd be right. the dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, maybe one day.
1: Just, so how did you yeah. get to to know Kurt Baker? How did that happen?
0: Um, he actually like got in touch with me maybe 10 years ago because he was a fan of my old band, Second Saturday. Um, I don't know. I think he found us online somehow and then he wrote me on MySpace at the time was the thing. <laughs> He wrote me in just, like, introduced himself, and I was like, who is this weird kid? Like, you know, he was, like, 18 or something at the time, and I was, like, listened to, like, some of the Leftovers music, and I wasn't super into it. It was a little more, like, raw, and I was like, yeah, it's fine, you know, whatever. It's some weird kid with an afro. Yeah. And uh, as years went by, like, he kind of kept in touch with me a little bit, and, like, um, he actually, like, about, like, nine years ago or so, like, he sent me a message on Facebook Uh, To asking me to check out the new Leftovers record that had come out and I listened to it and I loved it and I was like wow this is actually really good Uh, it uh, like really got me excited and I was like yeah if you guys ever come through Nashville let me know like I'd love to set you up with a show and I was playing with a couple bands at the time Um, so he came through about a year later and uh, we ended up booking a show um, with a band I was playing with and the leftovers in Nashville and then after the show like they came over to our place and we, like listened to music and like talked about music we were up all night and then the next day like we wrote a couple songs together just kind of like he was like hey you want to try writing some songs I was like yeah sure and I hadn't really had much success in writing with other people yet and just like um, in the in the fact that you know, I was I found that I was like a little overbearing or maybe just didn't agree with know, what other people were doing, and wasn't really finding a way to click with anybody as far as, like, a collaborator, but um, we wrote two songs in, like, half an hour, um, finished ideas that he had, and uh, both those songs ended up on records and stuff, but, like, it was just kind of an easy collaboration, and we hit it off really well, and um, we kept in touch over the next year or so, we wrote a couple more songs, Um, and then in 2010... Um, you know, like a year and a half later, or like two years later, like we started talking about, it was the left, was broke up. So we started talking about like working together on his solo stuff and maybe him doing a solo record with me. Um, so it was kind of a slow process. Like we started writing together and, and at the time we weren't, we, we weren't, you know, like doing any, uh, writing over the internet. We were literally traveling back and forth to Maine and Nashville and like meeting up and mm-hmm. writing together. Physically, and uh, we made a few trips back and forth, and eventually he had enough songs to put out a record. Uh, so we put out his first record in 2012, and then um, kind of just.
1: I think that was like one of the first things that I had, I had heard from him. Yeah, I knew the Leftovers, but I didn't know that he was in the Leftovers at the time. Sure. He didn't correlate. Yeah, yeah. So
0: brand new beat was like the first real full length record that yeah. we did, and i had been I'd started playing with him and his band at that point. For like the tours, like they did like, they, they had another guy that uh, played for some of the local shows, but like whenever he would tour, I would go on tour with him. Um, And and, like we'd go to Europe and stuff, I I always went on those trips and, uh, you know, we made a couple full-length records uh, and then after we made the first record, we were... We were kind of touring a lot in Europe, and that was when he moved over to Europe, and then we made the second record while he was in Europe, like he was doing a lot of the recording over there, Mm -hmm. and we were doing some of the recording over here, and we met up near the end and finished it. Um, And now it's, you know, just kind of like once or twice a year getting together uh, when he's in the States and writing songs, and hopefully recording a new record, but I don't really know when that's going to happen, because he's not here much, but we may end up doing the whole thing, you know, remotely. Um, but it's still very much a collaboration. The first record was, was more, uh, you know, like an explosion of like creativity as collaborators. And then since then it's just been like, you know, just easy, you know, we've been really like, really fortunate to, uh, have each other to kind of finish songs and write songs together with. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I, like I said, I've never really found anybody else that I can collaborate with. It's been, like, pretty much just Kurt. Like, I, I've, I've written songs with other people, like, here and there, like, one song, like, one-off things. But mm-hmm. I've never been able to write. I mean, we've written 40, at least 40 songs. It together. sounds like you
1: guys have a partnership where you kind of understand yeah. Oh, yeah, how each sure. other works and kind of plays to each other's strengths yeah. and weaknesses. And we respect
0: each other's ideas. Yeah. That's a big part of it. And We want the same thing. We listen to the same type of music. We love the same type of things, mm-hmm. the melodies that we like and all that, so whenever we do have ideas, we kind of, and we're not afraid to like shut each other down. You know, it's like, if something's not working, then we'll be very clear about it. But it's never been like a ego thing. It's been very much about like just getting the song right and figuring out what works best. And we usually like can bust out a song in like an hour or so, and then like come back to it and like fine tune it. But you know, we get together and write. When we do Treat It Like a Job, we wake up in the morning, get some coffee going, like, sit down, pen and paper, a couple of guitars, and yeah. just, like, sit there and work on something. Whether it's from scratch or from an idea, like, we'll just sit there and, like, play until something happens. So we're looking forward to doing that with him again. Like, we've, we've we've written a bunch of new songs, but, you know, we'll see, we'll go back over those songs and see what we like and see what we don't like and then kind of revise them and maybe add more and, and just keep keep working until we have a new group of songs that we feel confident about to make a new record. And I feel like what will end up happening is we'll probably end up doing um, a lot of the basic tracking over here, whether he's here or not. Mm-hmm. I'll do the tracking, um, and then he'll do like vocals and bass back in Madrid, yeah. um, which is totally fine. Uh, you know, as long as we're together for the writing. Yeah. But uh, that's probably what will end up happening, just because we're it's hard to get together. Like I, I feel like he'll probably come back you know probably one more time this year after August but maybe not so we'd like to get a record done this year though I've fun. always loved that song that you guys did together City Lights oh yeah dude that's, that's
1: a fucking incredible song Thanks, that's man. how I first that's, so that's how I first heard about you cuz that wasn't even
0: on a record cuz no. that, that was like a B side we got like we were doing we were writing songs here in Nashville for the first record yeah and we were kind of just playing around and like just letting you know letting the you know letting the booze take us forever. we were like having uh, some drinks one night in my studio and like yeah. just started thinking about like this like disco type song yeah you know and like started talking about like an idea for it yeah and it was just sort of like was just like me sitting on the keyboard like playing around with some chords it reminds me of like talking. abba and, and oh, super yeah. tramp and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly what we were going for and and it, it was never really intended to be on a record and it came out on like a b-sides record that we put yeah. out so that's cool that yeah, it's just such a like weird, like one-off type thing. We just like let the inspiration kind of take us. And yeah, we, we did it's the such whole a thing strong in, like, song. An hour and a half two hours. Really? So, yeah, just like wow. start to finish, like writing and recording. Yeah. We just Sat there, sitting at the. That's the Writing it while we played it, or just yeah. like, coming up with ideas, and like it was super cheesy, but it was fun. I love it. I absolutely love Thank it. I know, just thought I
1: love Did you play like guitar on that, or what? how did you no, get that all sound? All keyboard.
0: All keyboard. I think. Wait, what is on that song? No, it's all keyboard. Yeah. yeah. You're the just using like the little. Indie, yeah, yeah. Indie yeah. <laughs> Those yeah.
1: are so cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that song. It's all like, you know, yeah. just nitty, man. I just, yeah. like, just like sat down and just threw a bunch of stuff together. Yeah.
1: Well, man. Hey, I appreciate you uh, you coming on today. Oh, yeah, um, man. And once Perfect. you have something else to promote, I want you to, to come back. Yeah, dude. I look forward to hearing more of the show. It's cool. Yeah, me too. I don't know when it's going to go up, but uh, we'll have you back on soon. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah, dude. Of course.